Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry. And this is our podcast where we give you a behind the scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics. And please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Here we are again. All right. Coming back at you, WJDK. Hey. No. <laughs> the voice of Grundy County. S N R S N A R F T. W C C S R T Q. You did not put much thought in that, did you? No, no. We didn't at all. But we're back on the Snarf Talk podcast. Here we is. With special guest. The dude. I'm back. Thank you, Mike Sheedy, for having me back. I appreciate it. How is it? it? How's it going, dude? It's going great. How are you doing? Pretty damn peachy. peachy. The dude, um, he's we've solidified that he has been the longest running, the longest running guest, guest. like the most time. Yeah. And he is the first guest to appear on a Patreon exclusive episode. Yes. Guys, I know that uh, you're already behind the eight ball because long time ago, we released some Patreon-exclusive podcasts, yeah. which we're going to regularly um, release on It'll schedule. It'll be a re- regularly scheduled thing. How do you get access to those special podcasts, Jerry? Well, first thing you got to do is go to patreon.com slash snarf talk. Snarf comics. Snarf yes. comics. Is it snarf comics? Yeah. I knew mm-hmm. that. I say it every episode. Okay. I don't listen to you. <laughs> um, and there are specific tiers within our Patreon. Yeah. Um, the five dollar tier, the vassal, and don't don't you know that's just like the second cheapest it's, tier. That's it. It's like one dollar or five dollar. We will accept one dollar if that's what you want to do. Five dollars for an entire month, right? So I mean, how easy is it to waste five dollars? And you'll get an inc- in a month, and you'll get a completely new episode besides the one that you get weekly already. Yeah. You're going to get in another one. If you smoke, that's uh, half of a pack of cigarettes a month less. And if you drink. Pops from the gas station. That's one extra less yes. pop a month. If, if you, you drink pops, if you go to the bathroom frequently, if you do one use half the amount of toilet paper that you usually use, you'll probably save you'll five dollars. Probably a month. save five dollars. Um, so shit. And let me tell you, use less shit paper, and you'll be able to subscribe. I'm actually gonna, signing up right now. I thought you were going to say shit or get off the pot. <laughs> Boy, that would have been great. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going with. But anyway, what I was going to say is. So $5 a month is going to get you an extra podcast. And let me tell you, those podcasts, um, we go a little extra. We just did one, and it was great. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about uh, the podcast we just did, which is a Patreon exclusive. We talked about if we were superheroes, what powers would we choose? We had a sprightly conversation about that. We did. We gave a behind-the-scenes... We did a lot of things. We gave a behind-the-scenes story that happened... An altercation between Sir Gerald over here right. and Billy Zane that you can only hear on the Patreon exclusive podcast. 
It's a hell of a story. It is a hell of a story. It was never released on the regular episodes because I didn't want the general public to really know about it. Because it was really too hot it. for TV. It's right? too hot to handle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Licensing. only way you get access to that is on, on Patreon. Mm-hmm. We, but, but there was so much more. I mean, it was we talked for an entire hour. It, it was, was a whole fun. other hour. It was goofy. Yeah. I wish that it was going to be released as a normal episode because it was a really great it episode. It was really good. But it's not. It's going to be Patreon exclusive. And the yeah. only way you get that is going by going to patreon.com slash snarfcomics. Snarf comics. And checking it out and subscribing at the $5 level. Absolutely. Um, moving on. Moving on. This episode, uh, we have the dude here. Yay. And we are going to discuss one of Chris and I's favorite directors and writers of For all me, time. it goes beyond favorite. Um, Does it? it? Yeah, it goes it beyond goes favorite. Like it's into a, your bones. Obsession, I would say. That's yeah, scary. A deep obsession. Yeah. And I will say that I've always had a love for him, but my love grew much deeper becoming such good friends with you. Yeah. Because I learned a lot more about him and uh, like the uh, everything about him from you, basically. I mean, I'd watched the movies and whatnot, but I really didn't know about him until we had started talking about him. And now it's like part of my life. He's literally like part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys know what we're talking about, we're talking about one Kevin Smith, um, who I've been a massive, rabid fan of since the 1990s. Yeah. Since the very beginning, in fact. And I've uh, been on board for every part of his career. I follow all of his podcasts. I've tweeted him. He has tweeted me back. He has. Really? On several occasions. He has. And he called you out on a podcast, too, didn't he? He did call me out live on a podcast. podcast. Um, Did he really? Yes, he did. Yep. What what do you say? He's like, snarf talk. Well, we'll talk. No, this was like. Oh, uh, this was years ago. Yeah, it was. You know, a couple years ago or something. He uh, he didn't say he said Chris. No, he didn't say it. I don't think he said my name or anything. He just said he read a tweet. He read my tweet or whatever. I he was on the podcast railing against um, high fructose corn syrup. Oh man! And about like agriculture in general. And I just I yeah a very nice tweet. I'm like I'm a massive fan. I love you, but you need to get a little more educated on agriculture. Because Jeez. high fructose corn syrup is exactly the same as sugar. Yeah. So it, it, it was on a It's not worse than other sugar. It's it, just sugar. It is sugar. Yeah. And um, they he, made fun of me. They made gross. fun of me. Live <laughs> he brought up the tweet and he's like, some asshole said high fructose corn syrup is just like sugar. He's like, whatever. I mean, I'm not out here. I'm not an expert. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not pretending to be stuff. an expert. Anyway, yeah. I thought it was funny. I don't it care. Was. It was on a Smod, Smodcast episode, right? Yeah. I have uh, I have met him in person. Um, I've seen him live Q and A's now three times. I've been to a movie premiere for one of his movies, two of his movies. They're gonna be three Chicago premieres, and pretty soon gonna be at a third Chicago premiere for one of his movies. Yep. Um. So if if you don't think that I got the bona fides, you do a, as a Kevin Smith super fan. You sir are wrong because I don't <laughs> yeah. know anybody in the world that's probably as big of a fan as Kevin Smith as I am. Right. So. First off, nobody said you didn't have the bona fides. No. So quit attacking us with yeah. your knowledge. Okay. <sighs> I will attack. And nonstop. second off, uh, I love him as well. Yes. He's got so many good episodes or so many good uh, movies. And I remember my brother. My brother is the one who originally turned me on to Kevin Smith. I mean, obviously years ago because he was older than me. And he would, uh, he was obsessed with Mallrats. Oh yeah. oh yeah! As soon as it came out, he loved Mallrats. Like that was 
Like all of those people in the but, movie were were him. Well, you know, like you, Brody was him. Yeah. What you love doing is pointing out that you're, I'm older than you. But that that was you me are and, that significantly. Was, that was me and John's generation. That's what it you was. Did. You, Definitely. You the yeah. There's no doubt about it. And it's not like he went to the mall a lot. It's just that the people in the movie oh, yeah. acted exactly like they, him and yeah. everyone else that he. But we was did, around. man. Like man. when I was a kid, that's what we did. Like yeah. we went, we had like birthday parties at the mall. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the Joliet Mall. You went to Fox Valley. Well, we went to Joliet Mall. So we I mean, if you were well lot. off, you went to Fox. We Valley. usually went to Joliet Mall. They had an arcade there, and then that would be like the party. Like we'd go to the arcade, and then you'd spend the day at the mall. We went to the mall a lot with friends. And yeah. Loved it. I remember it was always a big deal to go to the mall. Like, yeah. It was, I remember well, like. It's so right, weird. We're it's going to the mall and I'd be like. Completely what? changed now. Well, There's like 50 stores. Yeah. Like KB Toy Store. Yeah. Toy Store. Us. Babbage's. <laughs> we're going to go to Babbage's to see what the <laughs> games they got. Yeah. That's what do you so mean fun. closed? I like I loved, uh, what was the bookstore? It's, I loved going to that bookstore. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Started with a W, right? Walden Books. Walden, Walden Books. Books. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Suncoast Video. It's really oh, sad yeah. to go to the mall now, though. Like the yeah. Lu- Louis Juliet Mall. It's, it's all right. Just because everything's closing. Yeah. Is what I mean. Like all everything right. is closing throughout the mall. There's no more Sears. Yeah. No, I mean, like Sears is gone. There's so many stores that just Great closed. movie theater, though. I love it. Yeah, it is such an awesome yeah. thing. I haven't been. Do they have the reclining seats? Yeah. All, every, every theater. Every theater has reclining seats. Heated it's all, seats, too. Yeah, they're heated. And it's all... Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel. They like get that. hot, man. They do. Yeah, well, I'm, I bumped I'm worried it. about everybody else's body hygiene and not mine. So. Yeah. Who they got trays. Uh, they got swivel trays in front of you. They do. They and, um, no. They do. Yes, they do. Really? I, when I just went and watched The Joker, there's beer at the concession stand there in the middle on like draft beer you can get interesting and amy and i both stopped and looked at it like when did they start this well that day is when they started it so it was do you remember having it was the very first day that they had it was uh, last saturday they used to have a margaritaville at the louis joliet mall boy i don't don't remember remember that that. it was a little shithole bar i don't they had tgi fridays no it was a little it was a bar called margaritaville's right across the movie theater right right as soon as you walked out of the uh food court by the movie theater it was like i could point out exactly where it was now it's a jamba juice Juice? i think it is a jamba juice that's what i was thinking of is jamba juice they also had the um because i remember me and al went there one time oh god yeah, we got a little drunk. We well, me and Jerry and Nate went to Force Awakens. Yeah, it was Force, midnight, Force Awakens. Yeah, on Thursday night, and um, <laughs> we got there super early, like an hour and a half, two hours early. Probably, yeah, probably more than that. And we're like, "Nah, let's go down to Tilted Kill to have a few drinks." We have a few drinks. Come back, like two. The we line had like two beers. is down all the way through the mall, all the way to like the center aisle. We were, yeah, I remember like we the, had a podcast hub, about it, mall hub, mm-hmm. like all the way down there. We I, we had a podcast about it. That was like right in the beginning of our podcast days. Yeah. And we had talked about that experience. And you were like, and you literally like yelled on the podcast, we were all the way down by the Jamba Juice. Past the Jamba Juice. <laughs> well, we, but we still ended up with fights. We got Yeah, we did. What movie did we went and seen? Uh, Maybe Last Jedi. Last Jedi. We were there way early. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get there early. You do. Got to go. make sure what you get What was the one we got there uh, early but or late, and then we just incidentally walked in front of the entire crowd? Oh, that was that was like recently. Yeah, it was recently. Uh, we went to see some was movie. That it was Endgame? opening day. Oh, that, we, was, that was Endgame. 
Uh, it, I no, don't no, 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 it was just me and you, I think. No. And we walked in late, and we walked up. There was a huge line, Infinity but War? it was right when they started accepting tickets. Yeah. So they just <laughs> let us in, and we just cut in front of the entire line. A, a it was line a movie was there? that a you and Amy went... met us at. Yeah, you remember that? Because you guys were late. We were down like in the front center. We had perfect seats. It was and, opening and day. We, we were the first ones in the movie theater. We, we saved That's your right. Seats. You held the seats for us. Yeah. What was and that? And you guys got in kind of late. Was that Infinity War? I think it was Infinity War. It could War. have been. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It had to have been something like that. That yeah. was hilarious. Chris goes, I'm going to see if they'll let us in. And next thing you know, we're the first ones in the movie theater. Best no, it wasn't. House. It was the last Star Wars movie that came out. Could have been Last Jedi. It was the... No. Is that... Uh, yeah, Last Jedi. That's what it was. Was it? Yep. That's what it was. It probably was, yeah. I don't yep. remember. Anyway, anyway, Kevin Smith. That's Kevin what we're Smith. talking about. Um, so Kevin Smith, uh, if you are not familiar, you need to be familiar, but he's a filmmaker. Everybody's probably familiar with that aspect. You, you have seen, everybody who's listening has seen something that Kevin Smith has done. For sure. Oh, absolutely. But if you, have, and if you didn't know, he's also kind of a long-running comic book writer. Yep. He is. But like a big event comic book writer. Um, he's taken Batman, he's done Daredevil, he's done Green he's Arrow. We'll talk about some of the he's, comics he's later. He's still but. technically doing Batman. Yeah. Just kind hasn't of. hasn't finished it. With Walt Flanagan, who's uh, yeah. uh, one of the guys from Comic Book Man, but also my favorite podcast, which is Tell Him Steve Dave, which I listened to all day today. It was glorious. Good I job. Did, I did not know he was executive producer on Goodwill Hunting. Yes, he was. I, I'm, yeah. reading, I'm just reading. He was the executive producer shit. on Good Will Hunting because at, he had just had Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in mm-hmm. Dogma at the yep. time. And they had their script and they wanted to do it. And he was their into the movie universe. So he ended up being an exec producer on the movie, which went on to win an Oscar. And I, I think thought they, Dogma, no, he had... Well, he had Ben Affleck in Mallrats, Mallrats and Chasing Amy, Chasing Amy. That's but Matt came. Damon was also in Dogma. They were both were. But yes. the Dogma came out after... Good one. It, it might have, yeah. yeah. It came out in 99. But yeah, I mean, he, he's touched a lot of stuff. I mean, he's very influential in Hollywood. And, and influential from the standpoint, too, of well, an indie filmmaker. So indie he got filmmaker, his big beginning time. as an independent filmmaker. Die Hard, was it four? Uh, he's in Die Hard or... or Live Live Free Die Hard. He's in yeah. that. Yeah, he's in he's in a lot of movies too. He acts. He's in um Daredevil. Yep. He's in he was on a, a TV show, an HBO show called Catch something uh man. Jennifer Garner was in it. He's on that show. Oh, he's a character on that camping. show. Catch and release. No, not camping. Catch and release. I think it's catch and release. Something like that. Yeah, it's catch and release. It is. It's like a love story. It yeah. was a good show. Um, but anyway, I'm a huge fan. I've supported through his entire career. Um, while we're talking about that, um, if we're talking about movies, all right. So, um, he's in the Force Awakens as a stormtrooper. Yeah, he right. is. Yeah. yeah. So he has done, and and then he, he's the voice. Yeah, the yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. After he did all Daniel the movies and the comics and everything, he started. I mean, at the beginning, he basically started. It was like. Uh, who was the first podcaster? He was one of the first podcasters. He was like uh, Mark Maron. I think he was before Mark Maron. Was I think he? maybe Adam Carolla Adam might have been. Uh, but he was one of the first podcasters back. Oh my God. More than 10 years ago at this point. Um, I think it was like 2007. He started yeah, 2006 or seven. Yeah. It was when I started um, with Smodcast, which he has with Scott Moser, who's um, also super cool. But now he does. Um, some of the shows I like are, um, Fat Man Beyond, which mm-hmm. we talked about a lot. He does that with Mark Bernardin. 
Um, one that I don't listen to regularly, but he that but a lot of people really like. Probably his most popular podcast is uh, Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, a lot of people listen with to that. Him I don't and, uh, listen Ralph to Garman. it much either. But I sure he was on Education with him and Andy McElfresh. Gosh, I used to listen love to that, that all the time. Show. What happened to it? Is it still on or no? No, they haven't put out a new episode okay. in over a year. And he's had several other shows over the time. But um, he actually started the idea of like a podcast studio um producing yep. multiple shows yeah the um um what is it i guess it's smodco and a lot of people say he was kind of the inventor of the connected universe that we enjoy now with the mcu really yeah with his viewisk universe all of right. his movies were all interconnected and it was a, quite a novel idea at the time oh. so and he had characters Stan Lee. from from um, Clerks bled into Mallrats, which bled into Chase the Gamey, and Dogma, and they're but, all bled within each other. And, and then, then he had Jay Stan and Lee and Bob on, uh, were in all of them. So on uh, in Mallrats, yeah. So did it give him the idea like then? I don't know. It's a good question. But an interesting thing to come from that is it's canon now in the MCU that Kevin yeah. Smith that Kevin yeah. Smith yeah. exists. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, on the bus in Captain Marvel you will yes. see Stanley reading a Mallrat script. Which yes. is the first time Stanley ever It was his first acting appearance ever. Ever. Yes. Huh. That's awesome. Holy shit, you're Stanley. Yeah. So I I love uh Kevin Smith, but I think so we could talk about we, some of our favorite. So we're ta- we're like, are we ranking our favorite movies or just going to say like this I like this movie because We can do both. Um but I think we could just talk about them. Okay. We'll start from the beginning. Oh, this is the classic. The very first. The one that I fell in love with when I was probably not even allowed to be watching it. Back in 94. I know you weren't because I remember me and Al had to go to Morris to get it because Amazon Market did not have it. They had it at Movies by the Mile. Yes, they did. Yes. Oh, really? Yep. What about Bob Bardash? Uh, We didn't go there. Nope. That was for the rich people. Yep. Why? I don't know. Movies by the Mile was like the gritty... Downtown. <laughs> oh, really? Bob Bardash was like the, the sparkling, shiny star. Had that weird room in the that's, back that nobody yeah. knew it was for. That's what I always went to Bob Bardash. And that's the real high class people went to play it again. I would no, never got to go to play, to play it, play it again. again. Only the Morris Elite went to play it again. Yeah. That's a, the Elite video store. was played again. Yeah, I didn't never went there. I'm not Elite. That's where like the Schaefer's yep. went. Yep. Bob Bardash was where it's at. Movies that by was a the big, mile. I felt like Bob Bardash was like a huge store. I remember it, it was, was like one big. of the big, the first stores that I went into that had those turnstiles that you push the thing. And I was like so excited to push those things. It, this is real quick. Another is completely off subject, but people will never have it again where you go to the, the store, like the movie. What's it called? I'm, I want to store video store. Which was an amazing experience. It was. It was like my favorite thing to do. You grab the box, you look at the movie. That stupid plastic box that's just like click, click. And yeah, you let grab the, the box, look at the movie. You had to get off yeah. of the, the shelf to the take tags, it to the tags, or if the movie was behind oh, the, the tags, yeah, the tags. But if if the movie was behind the the you know the cover, yeah. If it wasn't there, you knew it was out. Like. All right, I can't get this movie. There were so many times where I picked something up. I'm like, Mom, can I? Can we get this? Wasn't there? Like, no, it's rented. I don't recall going to a lot of video stores that had the movies behind. That was when I got to college and we started going to Blockbuster. Yeah, no, Bob Bardash always had it. We didn't go to 
You're ridiculous. We but had the, market, the movies by the mile had the little tabs. Yeah, the, the market had rings. tabs. A lot of people went to the tabs after that, though. Okay. Um, like the market, the market used to have the behind. I thought they, they had tabs. No, they used to have it behind there, and then they switched over to the tabs. Okay. And kept them behind the. Uh, they also had a copy of Hot Shots Part Due. Yep. Did they? And okay. man, I watched the hell out of that movie. I mean, they probably had a copy of a lot of movies. I so, watched that so movie. Do you guys remember nonstop. the adult aisle? Yeah. At the market? Yeah, but no, it wasn't like porn. It was softcore. Was it? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, because you could reach through the one aisle because it was all. When you first walked in the one stand and you turned the corner, it was a hard liquor aisle. And that's where it was. And you can reach through and grab the dirty videos and look at it. Like, Ooh, nice. Yeah, oh, really? I remember, I remember like the. The magazines, Gosh, I don't the dirty magazines. Yeah. Yes, no, no, there was in the a, back. There yeah. was an adult section in the Mazan Market. Nice. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Um. Yeah, I remember. I loved the Mazan Market rental. I mean, I loved the. My favorite yep. thing in the world was renting videos, whether yes. it be uh, um or Nintendo games. Too, I completely agree. It and was it was like an the highlight of my life as a child. Yep. And still, I, I still enjoy renting them. I just run them off uh, Apple. It's not the same. It's not the same experience whatsoever. Going to movies by the mile <laughs> That's my was the greatest yeah, experience of my That was my life. point but, about but this. It's is still that an the, experience for you. Your kids are going to have a different experience. Yeah, but one that is but not. But it won't be anywhere the comparable anticipation. to this. I, I guess like I, Whenever we had a friend's party, like a, yeah. a sleepover, what's the first thing you did? Went, Everybody went, went to the Amazon market and rented a movie. Yes. And I famously, famously, I'll say it, I've talked about the first time I saw The Rocketeer at your house. Love that movie. We all went. It was your brother's yep. birthday party, but we all went over to the market. We ran out of The Rocketeer. We came back. We all watched it. Yeah. That's what we did. I had a birthday party. Uh, we watched Super Mario Brothers. The oh, with John Leguizamo. Second love worst it. movie ever. I, I love like it. it, man. I love I like it. it. Second worst movie ever. No. Um. What's that guy's name? The bad guy. Uh. He was also the bad guy in Waterworld. Yeah. King. Uh, I can't remember his name. Shoot, I can't. He's so good. Famous actor. He's huge famous actor. He really is. Um, but, you know, I... I Sting. I, I, no. Kind of looks like Sting, though. No, he doesn't. Not, no, he does no. not look like Sting at all. But uh, I The still, singer. I know what no, you're... No, he doesn't I, look like him. I know what you're saying. It's kind of the same to me. He looks the same My as kids Sting. are never going to know what it's like to go to a record store and... Right. I remember... And buy an album. Like, I remember going to the Crow's Nest. Yeah, Crow's Nest. Crow's Nest. Who was it's I talking so sad. with? They They worked there and we, and we talked about this because they listened to the podcast. And uh, Dennis Hopper? Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Yeah. And, Get to the Dennis Hopper. And they said it was the best job they've ever had was working at the Crow's Nest because you, you got to... The album's early. It was How could it not? Empire Records, man. Yeah, I was going to oh, say that movie, movie, Empire Records. Ethan, Ethan Hawke, right? Yeah. yeah. I had a girlfriend that made me watch that all the time. It was a great oh, movie. Gosh, it was great so movie. good. Oh. Nothing I, compared to High Fidelity, though. High Fidelity. Yeah, High Fidelity is so, really good. The actor who played the black-haired character that played uh, uh, Slater in Days and Confused, whatever happened to him? Because he was in Days of Confused, he was in Empire Records, and we didn't yeah, he kind of dropped off. dropped off the board there. Check you later. I don't know. Um, what I was gonna say was though, that my brother worked at the market for a while, or he worked at Marshalonis. He worked at Marshalonis, yeah. And he would deliver Ron pizzas. Slater. That was his name. Yeah. So my he would bring home movies to us right from the market, but I remember being like pissed. Because my brother would just bring the movies home. I'd be like, no, I want to go get them. Uh, yeah. Like, 
I want to go there. I want to go get my pop. And look at the wall and figure out what I want. Yeah. And pull the tag or fi- grab the movie and go buy it. Like, it was the experience yeah. that I wanted before the movie. And the market was fine, took away but it's nothing it was like nothing a real like, video yeah. store. No, it was nothing like going to Morris. And, going to Movies by the Mile, and two. you remember the whole center aisle was yeah. like the horror movies yeah. with all the fr- Friday the 13th, and, oh, man, I... I love that aisle. Dude. Just looking at the Hellraiser, the the picture of the Hellraiser oh, yeah. box yes. on the shelf never will that, go out of my mind. Pinhead St- staring at Jerry's shirt just brought back the memories of the Amazon Market when Batman Batman eighty nine came out. Came out. Yeah. That's all it was—the black box with the symbol on yep. your shirt. Yeah, that's all it was, and it was so awesome. And by the way, I worked the Amazon Market. It was the greatest job I have ever had in my entire life. Really? Yeah, I can't talk about why on air. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember my brother working in Marshalloni. He he'd always bring home like pizza and beef rolls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. buddy, I could go for a beef right now. It's okay. They've got beef rolls Dude, in Seneca at Fergarias. At Fer, have you had Fergarias rolls? Uh, What's not that, Chris? Fergarias has a beef roll. It was really good, except for I felt mine like mine was a little bit. You can have the exact same experience at Geo's in Coal City. Oh yeah, every day right. of your life. I think that's why. Do they why, still have beef rolls there? Yeah, oh yeah, do. and they're just the same. And oh, I, I think that's I why. I, that. The only thing I would get from Marshalloni's is or Geos would be the beef roll because I think I ate so much pizza working there. Nope. I, I, eat I, it. I like. We pizza. usually get it like once a week. I love it. Do you, you know? really? It's love so, it. It's the voted best pizza in Grand County. No, it's don't hush your fucking mouth. It's the best pizza place. It I've ever eaten. You are fucking wrong. Geo's no, Pizza. Geo's Pizza, Coal City, Illinois. <laughs> if I didn't have earplugs in right now, it's I would reach out and slap you. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. No, you're you just up. made. I'm, I'll stand by that proclamation. You shouldn't because you're fucking wrong. I will stand by that proclamation till the day I die. <laughs> no, I'm going to kick you right in That's the chest. That's the best pizza place you've ever Ever eaten it. in the world, <laughs> Jerry? Wait a minute. We and just, I've eaten pizza in Rome. For, for those of you that have Patreon, we just did a podcast about uh, food in the Tri County area, which would be Grundy, Will, and LaSalle. Yeah. And, and says, we talk about steakhouses and a certain ones over in Naplate and how they're mediocre. And Chris just said that the best yeah. pizza in, in the okay. Tri State area is. Mar- is Geo's in Cole City. Correct. You are fucking raw. Yeah, also that's... voted the best ten years in a row. By who? People in Cole City? That's By the People's Choice readers, whatever. You said in the world, the best pizza you've the best ever had. It is not. In the It's world. so bad. Have you had a stroke recently? Nope. You've been smoking I dope? like it. I've, I like the I've pizza. Don't get me wrong. fantastic pizza in Rome on a sidewalk, on a canal. I've had fresh margarita pizza. Yeah. Well, margarita pizza. Don't different. try to class it up, Chris. I've had all Don't kinds of Don't try to class pizza. it up. This is the best pizza. No, it's not. It is Gio's not. Geo's Pizza. It is not. My boy. I can't wait so, for the, my on, boy. T- time the out, disgrace time that you get after this episode yeah, comes you, out. I can't wait to read the comments. I can't so, wait. Jerry, what's your favorite? I'm not saying the best. What do you think? What's your favorite? Because that's my favorite, all-time local. Whatever. My what are you favorite about? pizza of all time was at a place called Fat Sal's in Denver, Colorado. Oh. And it. They make a pizza slice that's literally like the size of a car hood. And it's one slice you can get. It was by far the single best pizza 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 pizza. A pizza pizza. A pizza 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 I've ever had. Yeah. Um and it was like as soon as I bit into it and started eating it, I'm like, this is way better than anything I've ever had. Mm. I took a bunch of pictures of it. 
um, and Snapchats. I told Amy about six times while we were sitting there that it was the best pizza pizza <laughs> I've ever had. This is better than Little Caesars. And and I've talked about it ever since. I like super thin oh, see, that's the New York style. crunchy. I style. hate that and you by default. So you like deep dish? No, I like pan crust, like okay. thick crust, not like necessarily deep totally crust. I also pizza. like deep crust. Uh, deep dish, but not as much I, as I, I like. like deep dish. I like a, a lot. thick pan crust, you know. Oh, see, I don't want it super see, doughy, but I like doughy, crusty. All right, so I'm gonna start to bow out and back out of this conversation, bad, because I don't think there is a best pizza. I think there's only your favorite pizza. Well, yeah, I you agree. Can say that about I agree anything. with you, yeah, and, and, and that's why I said I prefer. My favorite is Corleone's. Oh, uh, yeah. I fucking think Corleone's. I've never once had their pizza. In I'm not going to say it on record. I love Corleone's. I don't want to disparage them. I don't. I just don't think pizza is their best thing. Uh, you personally, great. Corleone, right, but you also said Geo's. Geo's is the best is pizza the best. ever. It's not, dude. Second best pizza I ever had. It's the same Casey's. No, I don't oh, like Casey's you. pizza. Why? I don't like it. I I, I, I literally I like, legitimately don't I, like it. Their taco I like pizza Casey. I can eat, but you know how many times I, me and Hartford have had. Pizza at my house and gotten hammered. And he doesn't, you don't like Casey's pizza, huh? No. But we eat it because we got to eat something before we pound a case of beer. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. There's not too much different between Casey's and Geo's. That's Uh, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. He's a little, he's exaggerating a little bit, Jerry, but I will agree with you on that. Second best pizza I ever had was that one pizza in Rome. I will say that was really good. Third best, I like. It's not really pizza. There's a barbecue chicken pizza that. That's uh, not pizza. That's that flat Gio's bread. has is really good. Oh my That's god. That's good. Uh, there's a place in Chicago <laughs> called Chicago Pizza and Oven Grinders. I've ate there. And uh, they make the pizza in like a bowl. It's got a crust in the bowl, and they put all the toppings and sauce in there. Yep. Oh, and, and they, they bake it, it in the bowl down. and well, flop well, it up. I'm down. gonna give a shout it's more out. Like a calzone. I've never had that. I'm gonna give a shout out to my friend Scott who listens to the podcast religiously. He took me and Chris there for his girlfriend's birthday. It's fun. It's a cool it, place. It, it, I like it. It's a hole in the wall. You're going to wait. You'll wait. I recommend it. Scott, you want to know what's really me. annoying? And Scott, thanks for listening. Is a couple of years ago and prior to that, you could just walk into that joint, have your food, leave, yeah. nothing big. And then it got on Chicago's Best. Yep. And now there's a line out the fucking door every day. Yep. No kidding. Yeah. And there's thanks, like, Chicago's Best. And there's best. no place to go hang <laughs> out. I mean, it's. it's no, there's not. It's in it's like about Lincoln the size Park. of babes. About the size of babes. You could walk to the Lincoln City. Park oh, Zoo. Jeez, really? Yeah, it, it's probably smaller. You can walk to the Lincoln Park Zoo from there. Yes, you can, and get um, killed. R.J. Grunts is right across the street too. I was kind of drunk. It's I like a bar. That. Nobody knows what that is. Yeah, it's a it's a let us entertain you restaurant. So that in you, Chicago, a lot of l- lettuce. That's how it's spelled. You've never heard of Lettuce Entertain You? No. It's like a group of restaurants in Chicago. Oh, that's not down. That's that's around the corner because we walked in that and realized it was a yeah, vegetarian fucking bar and we walked out. It's not a vegetarian bar. It's like a barbecue <laughs> place. Don't listen to him. Anyway. <laughs> it's, that's not what it is. About. <laughs> that's funny. Um, There's a lot of salad involved. In they do have a big salad bar. I went there that's for pizza. That's what he's thinking about. Um, it's like a Ruby Tuesdays. They got a big salad <laughs> They've bar. They've got a big salad bar. Yeah. <laughs> And I was not having any of that. So because they had a big salad bar. Not having any rabbit food. Straight vegan. Yeah. Like, this is only vegan food. No um, steak in here. Well, there's pulled pork right there. <laughs> Dude thought he was, like, liberating the 
world from vegans, but really he was just drunk, like hunched over a big salad bowl, taking handfuls, just throwing them at people, just flopping all around. I've never done that a day in my life. You would though. I give, I like a good give him the chance. Thought about it, I like a good salad bar. I do too. Me and it's Jack Daniels favorite. don't get along, so I really do like. I miss the old KFC. Uh, yeah, all you can eat buffet. You were just talking about that with well, Seed Top, weren't you? We can have ten dollars. No, he can, went to one. Well, you can have all you That's can eat right. salad bar at EJ's for ten dollars any night a week. They have it every night. I thought so. No, I thought it was only like or is it Friday, cheap chicken. Saturday, or is it I remember Friday, back Saturday. in the day, like several owners ago, we used to go eat up there. And she'd be sitting there, and they'd have the salad bar out, and the dog would walk out and eat yeah. off the salad bar. Oh, really? And yeah. It's like, no, this oh, isn't good. Oh, <laughs> that's not good. I took okay, uh, well. Al was in town, and I took Al there to EJ's, and he was like, wow, this place is really turned around. I'm like, meh. I mean, it's, it has. It has, but it's, it's, it's a lot different than it used I to enjoy, be. I enjoy it. I like their food. I mean, we eat yeah. once a week to support the community. And it's awesome. And I mean, it's nice having a bar, someplace you can have a beer and a burger. Yeah. I like it. Close to home. If I get too drunk, I can stop so, at Chris's house. Kevin Smith. Huh? Yeah, That's yeah. what we're talking about here. <laughs> um, so it all started with Clerks, yep. and I didn't probably, obviously, watch Clerks in 1994. Right. When I was 10. But and I probably just Snoochie-boochies. Probably by a couple years after that, 13 or 14. Okay. Um, and just, it absolutely captured my imagination. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. It was black and white. Yep. Um, the characters seem so... The dialogue. It was the dialogue. It was the dialogue. And yes. the simplicity of it. And then it just got me right off the gate. And I always loved that. I, and that's when it started from the get-go. And um, it had a big impact on me. I remember it was the first movie I ever watched from like, they're talking about like Star Wars. Yeah. Yep. In the movie. Yeah. Like I, it didn't even like compute. It was just like people standing around talk. It's like the first experience you have with nerddom. Yeah. It really is about real life. Yeah. It's the first experience you have with real life situations that happen in your day to day. Yeah. And I, obviously, there's probably a lot going on in that movie that I couldn't relate to. Sure. Yeah. And that's fine. But well, I think where, where it really hit home for me, and I loved Mall Rats. Um, I love that movie because of Brody. Absolutely. Because he was a huge comic book fan. And, you know, it was a little more for Jay and Silent Bob to do. I love that movie, um, Michael Rooker. Yes, you know it's just a really good, funny movie. But I think where it really just like hammered home to me was Chasing Amy. I mean, I put that on my number two list. Uh, if you, you go did. back, and my top twenty movies of I all time. I forgot about that. That was number two on my list. Really, and that is a movie that I absolutely just love more than anything. For years, I would say when people would ask me my favorite movies, I'd always say Dogma. Because yep. I love Dogma. I love Dogma too. That's my favorite but, Smith movie. But you know, and, and Chasing Amy would have been a number two for me. But over time, I think I've grown to like Chasing Amy more than Dogma. And I, I don't know something about that movie. It just got me yeah. big time. I just I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And from then, it was just from probably from Chasing Amy on. It was just absolute Kevin Smith. Fandemonium. That came out in '97. Yeah, there, there's a quote about, uh, in Clerks, and it's the only time where uh, Kevin Smith talk, who is Silent Bob, and I can't remember the quote. Yeah, when they're sitting at the table. No, not in Chasing in, in, in Clerks. He's at the counter. And he, oh yeah. And he, what's he say about lasagna? Any girl that would bake lasagna is a keeper. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yep. And at the time, you don't 
realize what he's saying until you get to be married and everything and and you have a you know long even if you have a long-standing relationship you you don't understand what that movie's about you Mm -hmm. know to tell you holy shit and that that's what i love about mall rats not mall rats uh, clerks yeah is that there's so many undertones but looking back it's just an awesome movie for me clerks was always like i always thought dante was super whiny and annoying Mm-hmm. Couldn't stand him. Yep. Yeah, but that that's But you love Randall. I mean, he's the hero of that movie. That's, right. That's the whole point. And that's the genius behind Kevin Smith is that he can have a character like that that you just Kevin die. Smith wanted to be the the famous thing he always talks about is Randall's who he wanted to be. Dante who is who he was. Is who he was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um mm-hmm. so he wrote all the best lines for Randall. He was planning on playing Randall mm-hmm. until he realized he couldn't do it. Randall's loosely based on Brian Johnson, one of the comic book men and people on Tell Him Steve Dave, who they got into a tiff before they made the movie and wouldn't be in the movie or didn't want to be in the movie. And they ended up casting Jeff Anderson, mm-hmm. who was a friend of his from school. They just kind of, not the same age, but they kind of hung around a little bit. And I mean, he's just perfect for the role. Like, you couldn't ever perfect. imagine yeah. anybody else being Randall. Yeah. No. Not ever again. And you could never so, imagine anybody else being Dante. So Really, you can't. There, there's no way you could do it now. And especially. in real life, Brian O'Halloran seems just as annoying as Dante. Really? Yeah. I don't know. So I'm, I don't I'm know. going back in my way back. Was there a Marat's cartoon? Uh, no, but there was a Clerks, no, there was a cartoon. Clerks cartoon. That's what it was. Which Clerks. I absolutely love. I bought it. I mean, I had it. Wasn't it an HBO show? No, no it was on M- network MT- TV. Was it MTV? No, it was on network, network television. TV. It was on right. Fox or ABC or something. So like then that. they had a did they have a Jay and Silent Bob cartoon that was on HBO? No, he had a show on HBO. Nope. Okay. Let's see. So I, I, got, I got everything right. They had the Jay and Silent Bob super groovy cartoon movie. Well, I know we, we went. We went and saw that. X, there's Clerks X on DVD. Clerks X was the 10 year anniversary DVD. Yes. Uh, it has tons of extra content. Really great. Hmm. Um, I own that. The Clerks animated show, which you can get, it was only ran one season. It's super funny. It's really good. Wish Clerks it would have gone. Animated season, probably ninety nine, two thousand. There's a two thousand, two thousand one, six episodes. Yeah. Wow, um, that's it. Yeah, it was really short lived, but it was really good. And one of the producers, and this could be wrong, but he's Duck Dodgers. Holy shit! One of the producers of that movie, uh, or people involved with that show, was uh, Dave Mandel. Who's gone on to do like huge stuff? So really? that's another thing with Kevin Smith. A lot of the people that he worked with, he's also in, have uh, gone fin- on to do like huge things. He's also in Phineas and Ferb. Yep, and he's on a lot of stuff. Like, uh, remember no. that kids show we were watching on Netflix, Storybots? Yeah, Storybots. We he, and he like pops up in the first episode. Yeah, and like oh okay. So Ma- uh, yeah, Dave Mandel was the uh, showrunner for Veep. Um. And a bunch of other shows, created a bunch of shows. So he was involved in that show. So I think uh, for me, love Chasing Amy. And then, um, but, you know, Dogma was huge too. Uh, yeah. And Dogma, I remember when that came out. Not only was I already a fan, but it was huge and I loved it. But it like totally caught on to the mainstream. Yeah. Probably more. It's probably his most successful it, movie. Oh. I would yeah, say which one? Dogma. I bet commercially successful movie. You that's think so? Probably his most successful yeah, movie. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I could maybe Clerks too, but nah, um, I don't think Clerks dude. Dogma. I remember was so big at the time 
uh, because of the controversy, right? All yeah. the, the Catholic Church was boycotting it. All the churches were boycotting it. But I remember at the time, we were going to church a lot in, yeah. in Mazan, and they would have, um, I don't know what the group was, but there was some, a group of adults that would get together. On, it was kind of like Bible study, or like it was like a book club, right? And I remember for one, of, and I wasn't there because yeah. it was adults only, but um, one of the things they met, they, they watched the movie Dogma. And I remember just being so, I think that was so hilarious because I was like a 14, 15 year old kid and I love Kevin Smith and I love Dogma and it's kind of raunchy humor a little bit. Yeah, well, a lot of what he says in, in Dogma is... It's challenging. It's challenging to... Yeah, that's one word I would use for it. Yeah, I mean, it. he's, I, he's taken on... No, me and your views on religion are pretty much eye to eye about a lot of stuff and that's what got me... So, so, so I had just graduated. But Kevin Smith was a very religious person at the time. I think Dogma was his. That was like realization his exit. His, from, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good way to from put it. it. So oh. his best grossing movie is actually Cop Out. Oh, okay, well that makes sense. How Bruce Willis at forty four point uh, five Bruce million. Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Yeah. I mean. And then second is Zack and Mary make a porno at thirty one point five awesome million. Movie. I love that movie. That's One that movie. just got it bought. You know, it got torn apart. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, though. it's yeah. really good. It, it's because it has the word porno in the title. Yeah. That's yeah. why. I thought um, it was really funny. Number three is Dogma at thirty point five million. Number four is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and number five is Jersey Girl. Okay, really. Yeah, 30 million for um, Jane Silent Bob Jennifer. and 25 million for Jersey Jersey Girl. Kelly Jersey Girl did yeah. good. I mean after Dogma Jane Silent Bob Strike Back came out and you know that was what 2001 so I'm yep. almost a senior a senior in high school I guess. And that, you know, it was a huge well, that, thing that for was, me. I that mean, was I remember I just graduated so I'm like 2021 20, somewhere around there it came out that summer. I remember it being just to comic book guys, it was just huge because Kevin Smith's making a movie about Jane, Silent Bob, when they're they're these small characters in, in you know yeah. Clerks, Mallrats, and Dogma. They're 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 secondary characters, and they're gonna have their own movie. And I was yeah. like, I'm yeah. so disappointed. And it's referential to the whole universe, which yeah. was mind blowing at the time. Yep. And like he he made a movie about comic books. I mean, he made yeah. Chasing yeah. Amy. Chasing Amy is about comic books. They're yeah. comic book writers in the book yeah. yes. in the movie. One's an inker, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they talk about that. So Jane Silent Bob Strike Back was huge. And plus Will Ferrell's in it. You know what I mean? It's a big deal. Mark Hamill's in it. You know, it's a huge deal. And in the meantime, I had all the comics. Chasing Dogma, which was a comic that he wrote that bridged the time period between Chasing Amy and Dogma. Mm-hmm. He wrote a comic that tells how Jane Silent Bob end up from getting from one place to the other. Um he wrote a clerk's comic book. I had all those comic books. Loved them. Amazing. Um, and then he came out with Jersey Girl. Yeah. And I personally absolutely love Jersey Girl. I never saw it. I think really? it's a great movie. It's all right. Uh, ben Affleck's good in it. Uh, Liv Tyler's great in it. I don't George Carlin, it. I was a huge fan I of. I love yeah, George, George Carlin. So anytime you get awesome. to see him. I... I Listen, I, I'm not saying it's the best movie in the world. I just really enjoyed it. Hey, uh, write this down. Uh, top 10 comics. Stand up comics. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but I actually really like Jersey Girl. Unfortunately, it starred uh, Ben Affleck was in it and Jennifer Lopez was in it. 
at the same time when Geely came out. Yes. And they were breaking up. And people assumed it was the same movie. Yeah. Yeah, And it just bombed horribly, and he talks about it all the time. But I think you go back and watch it. It's a fun, cute movie. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, That is probably the only one I haven't seen. Two years later, you know what comes out? The Megasonic Warhead of movies. One of my my favorite... Probably my second favorite Kevin Clerks Smith movie. Clerks 2. Yeah. That is probably... 2006. Uh, 2006. Clerks 2 comes out. It's So I'm it out of right, college at that point. It was know, right during adult. my deployment, and I remember hearing about this release and getting it over there and watching it and being just completely blown away. Yeah. Like it was... My single favorite movie for like three years in a row where I would just constantly watch that movie. Yeah. So I think overall it probably would be my favorite. I do love Chasing Amy, but uh, Clerks 2 just, man, it blew blew it out of the water. I love Mallrats. I love Dogma. I love love Jay and Silent Bob, but... I, I don't know. Clerks 2 just blew it out of the water for see, me. See, with, with me, I really... I think that's his I really enjoy Clerks 2, but I, I don't know why I like Clerks just better, because I don't know if those younger... Well, it's it an original. New, it's, it was different. It's it was, rough. Yeah, yeah. it's... it's yeah. Like, it feels I, I, like I, punk rock. It's a yes, punk rock ex- movie. absolutely. Just exactly. Yeah. yeah. And But Clerks 2 is good. So Clerks mean, 2 is... If, if, if anything, it's... The most polished movie. Yes, like it yeah. it's more mainstream. So polished. Well, well, you could see he had done from Clerks One to Clerks Two. You could see all the work he had done yeah. and the changes he made to his Absolutely. style of, of filmmaking. But Jeff yeah. Anderson in that movie is unbelievable. <laughs> I love. Um, and I can't remember the guy's name now. He plays. Uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on it because I actually Patreon subscribed to him. But um, he plays the kid, the religious kid. With the pussy troll? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, um... I think his name is Travis in real life. I don't know. He's the he's like an editor. Yeah. Like, he well, edits stuff for him now. He does a lot of stuff, and he also is creating a video game, uh, a Jay and Silent Bob video game, which yeah. I, uh... There was, like, a website that you could go onto. It's called Fig. And you can actually invest in projects rather than just back them, like, support them. Um, so I actually invested in the video game. I think I gave them a couple hundred bucks. How'd that do? It's great. I get every week they get, uh, I get updates like they, hey, we finished this character design and it's a Jay and Silent Bob. It's like an old school beat 'em up side scroller like uh, oh, the Ninja Turtles game. That's I love those. And uh, it looks super great. Or, and it's coming out like in a couple months. Yeah, it's coming out really soon. As my son says, old school. Yeah. Old school. But no, I loved Clerks 2 so much because of the heart of it, really. Yeah. And Rosario Dawson is, oh my God, you just can't help but fall in love with her in that movie. And then they have a freaking giant dance song number in the middle of it. Yes. Only because I Kevin, forgot about that. Only because Kevin Smith always wanted to direct one. But it really, and it's ridiculous, and there's parts of it that are hilarious, and it's really, really funny. But the ending in the jail, you know, where Dante's just so fucking clueless, you know, and they're sitting in the jail, all this stuff's going on. And, you know, Randall, he says, well, what do you want to do? And Randall just, you know, he kind of cracks and starts breaking up, you know, tearing up. Yeah. It's just like, 
you know, I'd, I'd buy the store and I'd open it with you. You know, and that's oh, the yeah. realization that Dante has that, like, he's such a self-fucking-interested piece of shit. Yes. And, like, his life, he's yeah. so self-involved. Right. And, like, the these people, like, need him. Need him to be around. Need and him to like, be. And, like, this is, and Randall needs him. And it's just, like, a, it's a really powerful scene in a kind of ridiculous movie. Yeah. And I'd never forget that scene. Yeah. You know, it gets me every time. I will tear up every time I see that scene in that movie. I don't know why, but I started looking up like what each one of these movies made in the box office now that I looked up the few of the top films that he made. And uh, so I, I like the movie Red State that yeah. he made. It was a very small release. It no, only, I never it made saw like, it. I went to the premiere. You did. With uh, him there. That's where I met him. And he signed a poster for me. It made like $1.2 is all it made. So and you know the story behind that movie? I, I guess I don't. So he made that movie. Um, and he wanted to do something different. This was after Cop Out. So in the meantime, after Clerks 2, he made Zack and Mary make a porno. That was supposed to be his Big, huge movie. Seth Rogen yeah. was a huge movie star. At the yes, time. he was. Elizabeth Banks was a huge movie star. Yes, at the time. yep. And it just bombed because of marketing campaigns. It's a great movie. Check oh, it out. I, I, Jerry hit it and had it had the word porno on it. Yeah, and they had an issue with the uh, rating. No, with their posters that came out. Yeah, they had to take the word porno out of it, and they had to change something with it, and it was a big marketing issue. Yeah, uh, with with that movie. It's a great movie. I recommend it. I really highly. do. I highly awesome. recommend it. And um, so after that came out, um, he was devastated. Uh, that's where he started smoking pot he, uh, from Seth Rogen. Um, so yes. it changed him as a person completely. completely. Um, he never, ever touched it before then. Um, it changed him completely as a person. Everybody thought he was a stoner because of Jay and Silent Bob, but he never smoked any pot. Right. Um, and then he went out and he changed directions. He's like, you know what? I'm done only directing stuff that I wrote. So he took Cop Out, which he didn't write he just took it as a directing job it had bruce willis it had it's a cop buddy cop movie bruce willis yep. tracy morgan i think personally it's a really good movie i think it's a really good movie too i went to theaters and to see it yeah. and i really enjoyed it amy did too i he, remember going he famously had a terrible time on it and bruce willis and him hated each other he was it, like super hard to work wasn't with. good um he'll talk about it but so that bombed and then he went out and he's like, you know what? I'm going back. I'm going to start making indie movies again. But I want to do something completely different. And that's when he makes Red State, right? Yes. And it's basically like a horror movie, like a political suspense horror type religious. Yeah, it is. It's uh, like political. the West. I meant West, like religious. Yeah, West Baptist Church. Westboro, Westboro. Baptist Church. Um, but it's got John Goodman in it. It's got, I can't remember the name of the other guy who's also really famous, isn't it? Um, well, the same guy that was in Tusk, right? Harry Potter? No, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's really, really famous. Good. John Goodman. I'm talking about the other guy, the other in, cop. Um, in Red State. Yeah, the other cop is Kevin Eubanks. Let me look here. Is that not him? Um. Oh my God, he was a stand-up comedian. I think uh, Michael Parks. No, Michael Parks played the villain and also was in Tusk. Melissa Leo's in it too. Melissa Leo, um, yep, she's super good. Um, what is the guy's Michael name? Michael Aaron. 
No. Steve Red Rick. State cast. Nicholas Braun. No. Um, I don't know. Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Oh, Kevin Pollock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it just a little bit. Uh, Matt Jones, who is in Breaking Bad. Was in yep. It. Anyway, had a good cast. It was a great movie. I went to the premiere in Chicago. That's where I met him. It was a lot of fun. I thought the movie was really incredible. I thought it was. Really I loved great. it. But he, what he did is he took the movie and he produced it. He made it. He went on the Red State Road tour. Yes, that's yeah. how he Red was State Road Show at Road Show. Um, but prior to that, he took it to Sundance, right? So the idea with independent films is you make them, you take them to Sundance, you show them, they win awards, they have an auction basically, and somebody buys the movie from you. They buy the rights to the movie. Yeah, and then it's their movie. And they distribute it, and you get paid, and blah, blah, blah. It's all that. And that's what happened with Clerks. Yes. I think the Weinstein, uh, uh, Miramax, the Weinsteins at the time, you know, paid them a couple million dollars. They won a film festival. They won Sundance, actually. They were called the Sundance Kids, him and Scott Moser. Oh, yes. They won that, Sundance. You know, you know, Harvey Weinstein gave them $2 million. Like, okay, we bought the movie. Um, so with Red State, he goes up, and they show the movie. I think it won some awards. It was well-received. They get up to do the auction. Kevin himself was going to be the auctioneer yep right and he says we're opening the auction for bid can i get one dollar sold and he sold it to himself in a kind of uh gesture of ill will i should say towards the movie industry as a whole so basically as a statement against I guess I didn't know he did the that. The movie I industry. I, I knew he did the the auction part of it, but yeah. I didn't know he sold it to himself. He sold it to himself, and he was going to release it himself via this Red State of the Union road tour. Yeah. And that's what he did. It was not well-received. Um, people hated it. They and I People that why. were there, the movie producers, the critics, everybody was real pissed off. Uh, about the whole situation because he after that he gave like a long monologue about all the problems with the movie and the film industry he goes hey and he's not wrong no he's not wrong and he goes you know hey this movie you guys are making movies that should cost 20 million dollars but you're spending 50 million dollars and then you're spending 150 dollars to market them yeah and so this movie that could have been made for $20 million now costs $250 million. And nobody's getting paid. Nobody's making any money. And blah, blah, blah. He was just railing on and on about it and just pissed. And it's a, it's a theater full of movie producers. Yeah. And so just pissed everybody off. But he took it on himself. And, and he did a true indie thing. And good on him. I mean, he did that. And, you know, that's kind of when the podcasts were taking off. And that's when everybody said, like, Kevin Smith's career is over. Everybody. Everybody because said that. He's and, like done. He's gonna retire from movies. Like and, and Kevin and he Smith thought that too. Yeah, he did. He did retire from movies for a time. Uh, for a time. And he I said mean, he goes, uh, you know, but he's always been the one weird filmmaker for some reason that always had this like built in audience that just would like me. Yeah, he really just has follow he had a cult following because of Clerks of because, of yep. because of Mallrats because of Dogma. It's not because of one movie. It's because no, no, of no. six of them. You know, it's, like I said, Mallrats, Dogma, Chasing Amy, um, well, he, he, and Clerks, and then and Clerks Two had come out before Red State ever did. You know, all of these movies happened before Red State. Red State happened like 2011 or 12. Yeah, and it was 11. wildly different. I mean, it's not even the same. And but if you watch it, it's a really well put together, it's a really movie. good movie. Yeah. I think that it hit the nail on the head at the time of this because it the did. whole Westboro Baptist Church thing was blowing up. Yeah. 
about like it was really big in the whole veteran community. Yeah. Just because like they were right. terrible to veterans and and like uh, obviously like gays and anything like that. Like they're just terrible human beings that were going and protesting at certain yeah. places because they were told to. And he makes a movie about it. And I th- I think it's really good. I yeah. remember you I was supposed to go to the Red State uh opening with you and I didn't end up going. And then I watched it at home. This is when I was still on a swing shift. And I remember watching it like in the middle of the night uh, because I was getting ready to go on midnights. And I was like, I'll I'll rent this and watch it. So I watched it in the middle of the night. And I was like, holy shit, like that was really good. And the very next day, like I watched it in the middle of the night. Very next day, I'm like, I got to watch it again. And still felt like a Kevin Smith movie, weirdly. It feels like a Kevin Smith movie. Because the dialogue and... It talks about a subject that really hadn't ever been touched on before in movies because it was a relatively new thing to talk about the Westboro Baptist Church, right? Even though it's called something different in the movie. And then there's like a whole like shootout action scene that you don't get in Kevin Smith movies and a pretty funny ending. A a relatively funny ending, and but John Goodman's in it, who is an actor that I think is phenomenal, yeah, and everything that he does. I really do feel like he's a incredible actor. Brilliant, yeah. Um, Michael Parks. That's the first time he works with Amazing Michael Parks. Amazing performances by the, Michael Parks. What Michael Parks does in that movie. The like I, yeah. Incredible. He has really long... That's where you feel like it's a Kevin Smith movie. Yep. These really long, drawn-out monologues that are so dialogue-driven that you stand, you watch this guy just speak for 10 minutes. Yep. Literally, like 10 minutes of movie. He'll stand in front. Michael Parks will and just talk. Yeah. And gosh, it's just like, I, I didn't feel like that guy was an actor. I felt like I'm in one of these churches and trying to be converted (laughs) right now. And that dude's insane. Yeah. You know, you touched on how, when, when he sold this movie to himself for a dollar, his, his career was over and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it was effectively at that point. Yeah. But yeah, he said it like, he's like, I'm done. I think why he didn't is one podcast he we talked about how he definitely and he that's why he did it he felt comfortable because he had this gigantic podcast and I'm not talking about a little podcast no well, I mean he huge, had huge, huge podcasts several, several huge. huge podcasts yeah plural, several of them plural but it goes back to the fan base it's guys like us there were comic book kids coming up in the early 90s with all the comic book movies that were out there. And, 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 and then when he does, we get a little older, he does Mallrats, where he does a movie about comic books. About us. About how, our lives. And that's why his fan base has been so strong for so long. Yeah. And uh, that's why I love Kevin Smith. Yeah. So, But at the time when Mallrats came out, it was not good. No, no, the reception. No, it didn't. No, it very bad, poorly. Yeah, it was a cult classic. But it's a cult classic. But it's a cult classic. That's, that's They're what all happened. Cult classics. Like, yeah. Well, once I, I, it was released, chasing, Kevin Smith lives and dies on VHS, man. Yeah, on DVD. Well, and you know, this is where all this happened. Amy, it really did, does. Chasing Amy was pretty popular. It, that was very successful. It won a lot of awards. I, I that remember was, going to see it in Ottawa. No, it was an award-winning movie. That's yeah. what gave him the street cred, and he'll say that himself. What um, also has become a cult classic that you don't like is Tusk. I do not. Yeah. But I saw Tusk the first has become minutes, like, nope. quite 
So I was going to gloss over Tusk and Yoga Hosers. Um, I think. <laughs> oh, that's what yoga. I was getting at, though. I, I don't even. What the hell is Yoga Hosers? That was I, his newest movie. It was better than Tusk. So um, what I was going to get at, though, about uh, his movies is that the lowest grossing movie that he has so far is uh, Yoga Hosers. Yeah. And it's $38,784 at the uh, box okay, office. I remember Yoga Hosers. This is like the. And Johnny Depp's in it. $38,000. So I remember this. This is about the two. It's like you, clerks, but female, and they yeah, it's his out. daughter and jo- Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah. The budget, the budget was five million. The Bratsies. So he had a five million dollar budget and made thirty eight thousand dollars on it in theaters. Made thirty eight thousand. Right. They probably want to release. No, in a I know. Theaters. I'm just saying. Like, so his probably made a lot really box made. office. So, like, still, I guarantee is, they made their money back. They probably made it on streaming rights. So I'm gonna have to watch this right. just just because uh, it's his not daughter. A bad movie. I didn't think it was. that I, bad. I actually thought it was entertaining. I, Plus, I never. My we problem to, with Tusk was I thought it was really weirdly shot. Yeah. The angles and the camera cuts, and it didn't feel like a movie. It felt weird. It, it just didn't work for well, me. Really? Yeah. I didn't hate it. Uh, it took me a long time to go watch it, only because of your review of it. I love, though, the fact that it's based on a freaking podcast that yes. him and Scott Moser did. Like episode 235 Yeah, or something like that, you know. Have you? If you haven't ever listened to that episode of Smodcast, like I said, it's, uh, it's a good one. Two thirty-five, two thirty-eight, somewhere in there. Um, you can probably Google it. Like, what is Tusk based off of? And it'll tell you the podcast number. You need to go listen to that because yeah. it is hilarious. Yeah, it's a great podcast. It's an incredible. I've not heard it. Oh, it's like an incredible two hours of a podcast between him and Scott Mosher. I've never really heard one that's comparable. Yeah. I don't think. Um. And to base an entire movie off of that. And then, so there's a documentary on Tusk yeah, that he just released on uh, YouTube. And a documentary on Clerks. That's and recently. it's really, really good, I think, just seeing a like behind-the-scenes type thing. But he, so what they talk about is like a, there's an ad in oh. a newspaper in the UK. A guy put out an ad to have somebody come live with him but act like a walrus. And it was put out as a joke. And they found the guy that put this ad out, and he came to the movie set and literally, like, walked around with them on the movie set to tell them things. I don't know. He was in the movie, I think, in one part. But he is a super strange dude. (laughs) And you could tell, like, during the documentary thing that they did of Tusk, like, Kevin Smith is standing next to him, like, saying, this is the guy who put out the the newspaper post about having someone move in with him as a joke and whatnot. But you could tell he's, like, standing away from him because he's super weird and, like, very unkept and just, like, a guy you didn't want to really be around. <laughs> it was strange. But uh, I, did, I don't know. I didn't think Tusk was quite as bad as what you... Had claimed. No, it was bad. But yeah, it's it not. Bad. It's not anywhere close to any of these other movies. No. So no. I would check them out. But you know, other than movies, he's had a long comic oh, book yeah. career, Huge. which well, uh, has just just guest starring in movies and TV shows. I mean, as himself or yeah. Silent Bob. You know, he did the little um, things on the Jay Leno show. Those were always good. Yeah. But f- some of the comics that yeah, I um, forgot about that I he followed, was on Jay yeah. Leno. Some of the comics that I followed over the years, I, I also love his comic book work because um, he's perfect for comic books. 
for this dialogue. Um, some of my favorites are he did a really famous um, run on Daredevil called Guardian Devil in the late Guardian 90s. Devil, yep. And it's kind of credited for like bringing back comic books from the brink. So um, it was at that time. It was right at the time yeah. where you're coming from the mid 90s where comic books were booming the biggest they've ever boomed. Yeah. X-Men and Spawn and all these things that are going crazy. And then it just dropped and it was dead for a while. And they started this Marvel Knights line and they did uh, Black Panther and uh, I think uh, some other books. But they did Daredevil and they got Kevin Smith to reboot Daredevil right there. Yep. Guardian Devil number one. Uh, Daredevil number one, Guardian Devil with Joe Casada. Joe Casada did the art, who is now like editor in chief. Editor in chief of Marvel. And it was a great run. It was so good. And he was a big star at the time and it reinvigorated the comic book industry. It was super big. So from there, and I don't know if that was the first, but from there, I know he um, revitalized completely the Green Arrow, which was a oh, yeah, Green Arrow character. It was gone for years. And he did Quiver. Uh, the Green, Green Arrow book. Which is really good. Quiver so good. is incredible. But some of my favorites from him, uh, other than Guardian Devil, which is required reading as far as I can tell. Um, he did Spider-Man, Black Cat, The Evil That Men Do, which is a great um, trade paperback. Um, he, did, he did a bunch of Green Hornet stuff. He did Batman 66. He did his own run on Batman, Cacophony. Yes. And the Widening Gyre. Widening Gyre. Which yep. he created his own Batman villain called Anamanapia, which has kind of gone on to have a bit of a following. Yep. Um, but I also love the Bionic Man. He did a run on Bionic Man probably in the mid-2000s, which I was a big fan of. So those are some really cool things to check out, for sure. And I know yeah, that we're... I'm trying a, to see what else. Uh, know, my, my favorite guest appearance of him is in Left for Your Die Hard when he's in his... Uh, basement of his mom's house and he calls his command center you oh know. yeah that and, and him and bruce willis are going back and forth that is just my favorite you know of him filling in somewhere yeah I, I, I love that one just a few years ago he did batman 66 meets the green hornet yeah he did batman 66 with um ralph garman his co-host from Hollywood right. babylon and that was great so i mean I love uh, Kevin Smith, but it all went to a whole other level with the podcasts for me. Yeah. Yes. Um, Smodcast was like not only the first podcast I ever listened to, but still remains like the longest running podcast I listen to. It's one I never miss. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite anymore, but I still no, listen to it No, because they kind of went their own ways doing their and own And they don't release stuff. on a normal schedule. Yeah. Um, Scott Mosier, who I absolutely adore. Has been off like doing things like making the Grinch. Right, he did and the Grinch billion dollar movies. Um, his producing partner, but uh, you know that's a great one. Um, but I, the one that I religiously listen to now, Jerry does too. I know is uh, Fat Man Beyond. Yes, so that's, that's kind of his new flagship podcast. Really, it is. It started out as uh, Fat Man on Batman, and the way it started out, and the reason it, it so caught me great at the beginning is because he was interviewing someone that had to do with Batman, yeah, uh, all the time. So like he had Paul Dini on in the beginning, like. Paul Dini helped create the Batman animated series, wrote a lot of the episodes, and uh, he had Scott Snyder, Grant Morrison, uh, Mark Hamill was on, 
like all of these people were on there and he was interviewing all of these huge name people that were completely influential to all of Batman as we knew it at the time. And then I don't know, out of nowhere, he just got away. Mark Bernardin started making appearances on the show and doing the, uh, what were they doing? The, uh, commentary tracks on movies. Yep. So they'd watch they did like Batman 89. Yeah, they'd watch Batman movies and then just do a commentary on it while they watched it, which was really fun to listen to. Yeah, it was. Um, and then all of a sudden it turned into Mark Bernardin was on the show all the time and they quit interviewing people and then it turned into Fat Man Beyond. Yeah. You know? And, and now it's more about news and reviews and uh, Q&A show. And it's a great, it's a really fun show. It's still really great. It's still, I still where I get a lot of my news, time. you know? I just want it so bad to be back to the beginning i like it now honestly a lot i just they're two different podcasts they are they are two different podcasts i like the other one better but all that being said when it started with the podcast and started getting Mm -hmm. big time um kevin smith you know already an obsession with him got deeper um kevin smith is responsible for this podcast Kevin Smith is responsible for every 100% our anything we've done with comic books, anything we've done with this podcast, the ability for me and I'm guessing probably oh, yeah. for Jerry too to step outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. And be okay with who we are to the point where we can create what we want to create. That is 100% Kevin Smith. And if you go back and listen to a lot of his podcasts, he is a hell of an inspiring dude. And he talks nonstop about creativity. He's also a very emotional person. He, now, now <laughs> yeah, he I is. Mean, I mean, he, Ever since he started Kevin smoking Smith weed. is like lucky to be alive. He is. He almost died. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. Like I mean, r- for real. I mean. But there's been so many different instances where on up. different episodes of a podcast or a show or whatever he's doing, where he starts talking about creativity. Just getting out there and doing it and just doing it for the love of doing it. Right. Like not like whatever you think you can be or whatever you think you should be, like it doesn't matter what you want to do, just go and do it. Yeah. Because there's there might not be a tomorrow. You don't know how long you have. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't matter what is, is out there now like yeah. it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks if you want to do something go out and do it yeah and it's been i mean it was i, I mean it's the direct influence for doing any I, of this I for me i specifically remember the day sitting in a tractor dumping corn and listening to a kevin smith podcast and saying and texting chris and i was like let's let's write a comic book like why aren't we doing this like why aren't we writing a comic book and he i said we or i said we should write a comic book why aren't we yeah and you said yes absolutely i said yeah i've been wanting to do it my whole life and i was like why aren't we doing that and then it was the same with the podcast yeah we were like why are we not doing that we need to be doing that yeah and then it took us like four years but then we eventually did yeah more more than that probably yeah i think so but either way like he is the 100 percent soul reason that any of that happened and it was just because we realized once he said it how simple it can be yeah not that i mean this is not about fame it's not about like 
trying to be like internet famous or or whatever. It's not about any of that. It's just because it's super enjoyable. Yeah. Like all of this is really oh, yeah. fun. I I look forward to this. I mean, Chris texted me at like literally uh, 8.15. Yeah. And, 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 like, my, and my wife is my What time daughter. are you starting? You're like 8.15. Yeah. Like, yeah like, oh, oh, like right now. Oh, oh, I'm thinking like 9 o'clock as usual. So I'm like, oh, honey, I'm going to podcast. And she, it's my daughter's 10th birthday tonight. And, and luckily we, we had done gifts and presents. Yeah. And she's getting ready to go to bed. And I kissed her goodnight. And she said, thank you, daddy, for the iPhone. And, and I. Which a 10 year old shouldn't have. You agree, but you know, but, you, but if you subscribe, that was a Patreon but that exclusive was conversation. Patreon, you get to listen to that whole conversation. But uh, Krista can't be a yeah, patron. She can't. Oh boy. Uh, but uh, you, uh, Jerry hit on uh, you know you only have so long, and that hits really close to my heart. And uh, I have been lucky enough in the last couple of months to be. I was working, and the guy who's mentored me put me in a position to where I step out of my comfort zone. Yeah, it really put me out of my comfort zone. I had to leave meetings, safety meetings, and in, in front of fifty people, and that's not me. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say is, don't put yourselves out there. For sure, your life, your job, whatever you do, step outside your comfort zone. Buy a combine that you don't have the money for, which yeah. me and my younger brother <laughs> just did, and me. Yeah. yeah. Do, do something. Put yourselves out there. You will fail. You, you you're gonna fail in life. How you recoup from the failings of your life is 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 how you are you will learn from it and get better don't let anybody tell you you can't do something i mean i think that one of the things with me is like i spent my whole life you know being drilled into me my whole life that like all it's about is making money like yeah figure out how to make the most money you can. That's well, all that's important. Well, well, yep. well, Everything else is a that, distraction. That, that, that is important, but how you make that money is even more important than how in, in making that money. But no, it's but not it even really always, about that. You know, like, but, and I just felt like, like any use of my time that was outside of furthering that goal was shameful. You know, like I right. felt like that. Like that's the way I well, felt. It goes and back that, to Mr. Holland's opus. You know, if you take away the arts from children, they'll have nothing to read or write about. You know. You, yeah, you, and we you, we had shit arts. Yeah, absolutely. Shit arts dude. education. I mean, well, I would a good music teacher. We had two. And that's two that's great been my whole teacher. argument about the whole Joker thing. Is like if and we talked about it on our Joker review. Don't bring anything up. Don't spoil anything. Yeah, but I, if you start, no, I'm just saying, if you start censoring art, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and freedom of speech well, or we, whatever. We talk about the violence about that. Then I'll, it completely I'll talk about that all day. It it just completely takes away from what right. we all basically stand for yeah. and all, what we all want to do. At the end of the day, you want to be. You want to express yourself. Expressive. I, yes. I really feel like that's why I always had this connection with Kevin Smith because ever since Clerks, ever since I was a child and growing up through it, like that has made me feel the most in my life like this is just a guy from new jersey right that did this like he did it like yeah. i can do that like yeah. i wanted to go to film yeah. school like yeah. i applied to film school like i wanted to do that that's what i wanted to do didn't work out didn't happen that way for a variety of reasons um and you know like i needed that expression i played music i was in bands in high school like i, I did it through music for a while like i need a way to express creativity 
Yes. Oh, and-, and we started writing these comics, and that was the way. That was the way. That, yeah. And then we were doing it, and it was great. Then we started this podcast, and it kind of became the way. It blew up. And, um, you know, I feel like I still want to do the comics, and I realize we're not doing it as much as we need to. This kind of replaced it. I think it's just people need some kind of an outlet. So there's that aspect yeah. to it. But also, like, I never felt like I could be myself. Yeah. I, ever. Oh, yeah. In my I, entire I had, life. I had no clue I'd be on a podcast with you two talking about comic books and, and, and just life in general. Right? Yeah. yeah like, at all. Me either. Yeah. It's just, we've yeah. talked about it before, too, and I never, I never in my entire life, and I'm not saying I... I was popular. I, I had a lot of friends. You know, well, I'm, I'm not saying like I had some sob story, but I never felt like I could be who I wanted to be. I never felt like I could be myself, which I understand for some. And that just, you got to understand. And I understand that this is such a fraction as like uh, pretty uh, upper middle class, pretty popular white male to sit yeah. there and feel like I could feel like I couldn't be myself. Yeah. And then you sit there and think about all the people that really feel like they can't be themselves and how oh, torturous yeah. that oh, must be. Right, yeah. how you torturous know what I mean? it like, could be. Yeah. People we, that actually aren't, you know, I don't want to get into like a super political no. discussion, yeah. but, you know, people that really well, like, they can't be who they want to be. Oh, and, and that's horribly bad. And it's so horrible. And, and when a close friend came out to the they were homosexual and that really wise about how life is short. And I had an experience to me that happened through within the last year that opened my eyes. And like you said, your whole young being young, you were drilled in your head to make money. And my life was the same thing, make money, get a job, you know, get a truck, pay it off, get a house. And looking back in the last three years, the vacations that we've taken together, me, me and Chris and Jerry, because you capped out on one of them, but whatever. Yeah, he totally Which did. Which one? Uh, the Mexico. Mexico. I was literally building a house at the time. <laughs> but the one thing I can tell to, to the listeners, and, and especially younger people who are just coming into their own, don't worry about possessions. They come. Go do stuff. Go experience. There's a young engineer at our plant, and I hope I've told him about the podcast. And I hope he's listening. He goes at least to three trips a year. He goes to like Thailand. He goes. He he speaks very fluent uh, Spanish, or, or and he loves Latin music. And I am so jealous to be 23 years old, yeah. to be able to travel the world <laughs> and speak fluent Spanish, and go and just do what you want when you want. And that's why I tell. Life is not about possessions. It is about experiences. And this is what I love about this podcast because it's an experience for me. I'll never forget it no matter what happens to me. But go out there, do just do stuff. Get off your porch, get off your get out of your garage, get out there and do it. Yeah. And it's a very small thing. You know, like it can be a very small thing like what we're doing. It's not it doesn't have to be something huge. Yeah. And I it's, was fortunate like to get to do a lot of cool stuff when I was you know, yeah. we traveled. You know, yeah, I traveled a lot, right. I've been all over the world. But for me, the podcast was more like just being able to express an myself, outlet. an outlet, but also like uh, frustration, I guess, from decades of like, and nobody outright saying like, don't do that. That's not cool. Yeah. But no, you do it to no, yourself. You know what I mean? You do it to yourself. And we did. We what do you did mean it's Saturday morning? Something. You want to watch X-Men? We mean watch X-Men. Don't we watch X-Men? You know, just, it's perfect yeah. having you here for this because that's one of the most common things I hear is like. I would have no idea dude would be in any of this. I'm like, well, why? Well, yeah, why? Oh, because because why? Because he was a football player? 
Because he was this or that. Because he's so handsome. Yeah. Because of his jawline. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Because of his non-receding right. hairline. Uh, it, no, it's receding, Jerry. It just gets combed. It? Oh, it's combed okay. up. You know what? But that gets to my point. Like you're just as much of a nerd as I'm any of us. Oh, I'm. I'm a. You know. I, it, I, and when I figured that out, it blew me away too. To be honest, I was like, oh, man. "What? Are you serious?" Yeah. And you know, it's been a while ago now, but. It, it almost, it is. and I've said this before on the podcast, it almost makes you angry that the nerd culture has become the popular culture because for people like point. us, it, it's great because we get to see all this amazing stuff oh. and so, we're like having our time now. But for people that, that live through others, yeah, right, you're yeah, like, yeah. you know, God damn it. You know yes. what I mean? Like. I, I told everybody this, yeah. this was cool. You know? We tried to tell you this was cool. <laughs> yeah. So well, it's been years for that to happen, though. Well, and yeah, then obviously. Martin, and then Martin Gersese gives shit that says that uh, Marvel films aren't actual cinema. Yeah. Well, which, which, which is setting back. He Mar- can shove it. Yeah, I agree. Because he can keep making movies. I still get teary-eyed in Endgame when, you know, at the very beginning, when you see Tony Stark's daughter, and you know how it's hey, going to end. Well, I love The Departed, but I like Endgame better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. and so a perfect example of this is in a previous episode that we put out with Tim McDonald when he had. Yeah. So he was in an earlier episode, and it was episode thirty-five. He talked about how he had finally went and started watching Marvel movies. And then we brought him back on, and he finally finished all the Marvel movies and said, he's like, I didn't realize, he said, he, he thought it was like this big blockbuster, like, you know, blow him up movie. He didn't realize the story was there. He didn't realize, like, yeah. there was a, an emotional aspect that brought you in and you had a love for each individual character because of the movies you have mm-hmm. just watched before. And then seeing like what happens at the end, he's like, I did, I, I didn't think you could have that. Yeah. With this type of movie, you can. Yeah. And it's all been written before. Mm-hmm. It's all been written in books before. Yeah. You just haven't ever read it, and it was a type of of thing that that, that people just didn't really look at as credible. Yeah. Well. In a I, way. Think, I think there's even more to it there because, like, well, uh, uh, Al was home this past weekend, and uh, we were talking. And he's what, what you've been doing. So I've been reading a lot of the. I I went back and started reading New Fifty Two from you know 2011 forward. He's like, oh, well, I says no. I says DC has this great app. You know, Swamp Thing's great. It's awesome. You need to read it and watch it. You know, and then uh, he's like, well, well, how about this? I says, you know what? Do you have Comicsology? He goes, no, because Al hadn't written or hadn't read a comic book in like five years. I'm like, they're all digital now. I go, DC and their app has, and, and so he got on my, my iPad and he started flipping through stuff. And he's like, his mind was blown. Yeah. That The availability. Uh, they're yeah, everywhere. He's like, oh my God, there. I didn't realize this was here. And then he he's texted me last night. He's like, this is great. Comicsology is awesome. It's just, isn't it incredible? Oh. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm not a huge Comixology fan. I love my it. issue well, with Comixology is they'll give you the first three issues and then they're like, uh, buy more. Yeah, that's I, well, I, you're talking about unlimited. Yeah, yeah, I just buy all mine. I, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I have the last night on Earth waiting to read. I haven't read it yet. I haven't either. Yeah. So no, but I think uh, that's another big thing too. Like, is 
you talk about the emotional beats of these movies and then like the comics oh man and stuff like you know i just think back about like that's the family the weird thing of that it's like oh my god oh yeah we went in depth on that one and i think that's a big thing that like we talk about but i think kevin smith started it for me but we talk about a lot and i get a lot of response from people from us we talk about how things like emotionally affect us yes and that's not something that when we were growing up you would ever no say. you wouldn't no. you would hear never that. ever no. say that you know as a guy i'll be honest you know right. like it was taboo and it wasn't it, even like one of those things like it was a big deal and honestly even with like our parents as age right now if i were to bring that up you know my be dad, immediate my, ridicule my dad would want to do that it just as like that that's pre-programmed to want to do that yeah but I think he understands now that, oh, I also do have emotion. Yeah. And My I also thing do in the feel world, these dude, things. Is the other day I came to pick up um, uh, Jerry. We went to Wizard. And his dad came over to watch uh, Graham, right? So his dad's sitting over there. And he, um, his dad, on his own, bought the entire yeah. run of Why the Last Man. Trade paperbacks. Oh, oh, yeah. Bought them on Amazon. Bought them all on Amazon on his own. And read, read every single one of them. And he's an avid reader. Yeah. Big, big time yeah. reader. But he read all of them. And uh, and he, was, he brought them there because he was giving them to Jerry. He's like, oh, I read them all. So you can have them now. Yeah. And it, that just blew my mind. I'm like, you know, that's... Has he not heard of an iPad? It doesn't matter. I mean, he, that's a... No. He, no, I understand. I'm joking. He doesn't. Totally he won't that. read off of an iPad. He wants the physical book. I agree. I agree with him personally. But, you know, that's a big thing for me that I feel like one of the things that liberates me about this podcast is like, I don't, you know, I can talk about, I don't, I'm not embarrassed about anything, you know? No. And so, and that was the, when you were talking about like talking about emotion and all these things. So my dad gave me crap in the beginning about this podcast right off the bat. And he's like, as everybody did. Right. We got a lot, we've gotten a lot of crap. And he's like, he's like, I listened to the first two They're, You know what? What are you guys doing? What is this? This is ridiculous. And then he's like, what's that why the last man thing? Yeah. And I told him about it. And the next thing I know, it was like months down the road. He texts me. He's like, I bought the first two volumes of that why the last man. I said, no kidding. I was like, they've got all of them on Amazon. Because he was at Barnes and Noble okay. and, picked up, uh, yeah. and picked up what they had there. One I said, Dad, favorite. they've got all of them on Amazon, get on Amazon and get the rest of them. So he did. And, you know, the next thing you know, first he's making fun of me right off the bat, which I completely expected. And it, it's not like I was hurt by any of this. No. But then two or three months later, he's finished five volumes of That's huge, Why the man. Last Man. And the only thing that I like I really want out of this podcast and that has been happening is to just kind of open up the room, open up the county, basically, or open up the area to talk about any of this stuff. Yeah. Or to bring people involved or in to say, like, I enjoy this stuff. If you enjoy it, I will gladly talk to you about this. Yeah. It's like literally just bringing 
a community together. And honestly, we've made such cool connections just doing it, just with people that listen. I mean, I won't call anybody out, but early on, there's just so many people. Early on, we talked to like this stuff. Yeah, but early on, we had a listener that um, started listening to the podcast, and just like, you know, I really enjoy listening to this, and I'm just like, I'm just so glad. Like, I didn't think there was anybody else like me, and recently, like, I just changed everything about me because I'm just like I'm done with it. Yeah, you know, and. Now I feel just free, you know? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I just feel like this has really given us that opportunity. And for me, that came from literally eight, ten years of nonstop hearing it from Kevin Smith. Yeah. Finally, before I was, you know, was willing or able to step outside of my comfort zone. And I'm not the kind of person... It has a hard time stepping outside of my comfort no, zone. No, you know, me I've either. Traveled all over the world. Yeah. I've had. Um, well, if you can get me started out, multiple businesses. Yeah. You know, it's not hard for me to step outside. But for this, it was really hard. You know, it's for the ability to go out, and I still get weird looks all the time from people. Uh, yes. I you know, love wearing my Snarf comics, Snarf Talk shirt. I love wearing my Snarf Talk shirt out, especially in Menards or Walmart. And people are like the fuck is that and i love it they stare at you and, and i'm like i don't fucking care yeah. yeah so it blew me away i still when get I was... weird stuff from friends of mine close oh, friends absolutely. of mine who are just like this ridiculous you know when i was in um uh huntsville alabama in the airport and i was wearing this uh, snarf talk shirt and i was literally ordering breakfast before my flight and the lady the lady that was at the cash register she's like Snarf talk. That's funny. I like that goat. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, oh, thanks. I said, what's that? I said, oh, it's a podcast I do uh, with a friend. Oh, really? She's like, my, my grandson would love that. She's like, but I'd probably listen to it too. Where's it at? So I told her, and she's like, oh, great. How do I get one of them shirts? Uh-huh. And it was before Patreon was around. I said, well, I'd have to send you one. She's like, well, she's like, send it to the Huntsville airport and I'll get it. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And then like a lady came out back from, from back that was cooking and she comes out and she's like, yeah, I, I'd take one of them shirts too. I was like, yep, no problem. I'll just send them to the airport. <laughs> and I grabbed my like bacon, egg and cheese bagel and walked away. <laughs> but I, I came back cause my flight kept getting delayed. And I kept coming back to her to get like water and whatnot. And she kept pointing at my shirt. She's like, I want one of those. Yeah. Remember to give me one of those. And she was like 75 years old. So yeah, I don't know how well she, you know, and that's why like, uh, that's why I really like Patreon. We just did a really good Patreon um, podcast that I think, yeah, and we're going to try and do more, but like, I really like the idea and I, I know this because I am a patron of many other people, right? I got about five or six other people that I'm a patron of. And some of them are just because I like their free podcast and I just want to give them money. And some of them is because I want extra content. Fine. Most of them are just because I want to just give them money because I... Because you enjoy the stuff. I enjoy a free product from them. Right. But what it does in all cases for me, honestly, is it really makes you feel like a part of that community. Right. 
And honestly, I would love to build that. Yeah. That's what I would love to build with this. It's not about like, again, like it's not about us getting like a a internet fame or anything like that. Like if we could build a community where we all just enjoy, enjoy this. And it doesn't have to be about comic books, all of it. And it's not all about Marvel movies. No, like we like a lot of stuff, you know, like I love star Wars Uh, right now. I'm loving the righteous gemstones. A lot of people like, uh, Stuff I was talking well, to. I liked. Uh, I, I love Peaky Blinders. Uh, well, I watched Nightfall. Mm. The first, the second season, first two episodes of of Nightfall from the History Channel is out on Netflix. I mean, if you're into the whole crusade and the Holy Grail and that kind of crap, which I am, yeah. I mean, which is another whole aspect of me that people don't realize that I'm huge into the whole religious. Me history. too. I love that stuff too. I love that movie with Orlando Bloom, where they go do the crusades. Uh, what is yeah, that? Yeah, so I can't remember what it's called, but oh, uh, Jerusalem, uh, the uh, yeah, what Orlando was it called? Kingdom something, Kingdom of something. Kingdom anyway, of, yeah, but no, Kingdom of Heaven, Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that was. That's about how the uh, Muslims got Jerusalem yep. back. Yeah, Kingdom you know what of book heaven. I absolutely loved. Young when I was younger, I'd love them to make, and they made a movie, but I'd like them to redo mm-hmm. it. Was that book? Um, it's like from the 1950s or 60s, and it was about the formation of Israel after World War II. Oh yeah, that's. Oh, that book was amazing. Oh yeah, it, it was uh, a fictionalized book. Oh, no, but, but uh, can we, you, are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm All looking right. it up. But uh, another good book is uh, "Holy Blood, Holy Grail." I can't remember the author. It's uh, uh, the predecessor. He actually sued uh, the guy who wrote uh, uh, the Da Vinci Code. Oh, Dan, Dan Brown. Brown. Yeah. I love his books, too. He's yeah, so good. He's got one called Digi- like Digital Fortress. But, oh, I but, love but, that book. I don't know that but These one. guys yeah. wrote, but these guys actually, re- yeah. these guys actually researched and did a lot of work about what Exodus happened. is the one I'm thinking of. Exodus. Oh, Exodus. Oh, yeah. That book is yeah, great. I, I think yeah, about how all the uh, poor Holocaust publication Jews. 1958. It's about the formation of Israel and moving all the German um, concentration. Jews, yeah, Holocaust Jews back there, down there, and all the ones, all the Jews that were in Israel well, at the time was not Israel, but they hated them and they were all transplants. Yeah, yeah. that's a good book. Al read it, and I, yeah, I, I have not. I read part of it. I think I read it. I in feel high, bad. I in high school English class actually. I've never learned to read. <laughs> So, but yeah, but my point being was we talk about, we can talk about all kinds of this. It's yeah. funny. The other day this got brought up to me because, um, I was talking, I was at your house mm-hmm. and I was talking to your mother-in-law. All right. Oh, uh, Nanny. Yeah, I was talking to Nan at your table and we, me and Nan were just having a great time. We were talking about all the shows we liked. She watches a lot of TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, she watches all kinds of things. I watch everything. Obviously she watches everything basically. And uh, we're talking about this show, that show. And I could just tell, like, she wanted to talk about it. Like, she wanted to talk about these shows. She wanted to talk about, but she felt guilty. Like, she felt like, and she said it several times. She's like, I shouldn't watch this much TV. Like, I I understand I shouldn't be watching all this TV. And I'm like, that's the thing. And I turned to her, I turned to her, I said, I love TV and I don't give a shit. Like, I love it. I love That's talking about it. I love watching it. And you shouldn't feel ashamed about it. I said that to her. So many people after feel that, that way, though. The, the conversation got even better. She's you know? 60 plus years old. She's 
pretty yeah, much she's retired. retired. You know, what so many doing? people feel the way of like you shouldn't watch too much TV and you shouldn't read this much and you shouldn't like it. It's all about like oh well, I sit around too much. No, I mean you don't. I understand it's that you shouldn't just sit active. in front of a TV twenty four seven. Like oh, yeah. I get that, but having a show you watch or having multiple shows you watch or having multiple books you read is not a bad thing. And it, it isn't well, it's I, just because you're reading a book. It's not better than watching a show. That's another thing that gets me is people like, right. oh, yeah, they'll judge you for watching TV show, but they read 20 novels a month. And that's fine because they're reading. Right. I'm reading. You know, it's just like, you know what? What is the point of life? Right. You do what you enjoy. And Entertainment. Fuck everything else. Right. You Isn't that the, the point, point of life is doing what you want to do? Well, well and, and being entertained and entertaining other that's people. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if I you wanted, want to do. Well, if I did what I wanted to do, I'd, I wouldn't be married anymore because my wife would divorce me if I went out drinking every night. I guess that's and, true. You know, chase women. What I like doing is coming home talking to my kids, see how their day was and you know, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. But, and, but the thing of it is, but then, entertainment is a it, huge part that, of that's life. What I was going, is that's, entertainment. I, I have been wanting to watch the last episode of Yellowstone for two freaking fucking weeks. And every time, cause I, I'm wanting to sit out cause I can't watch it in my living room. Cause it's a pretty nasty show. They got a lot of killing, a lot of cussing. I don't want that around my kids. It's cause I do enough cussing. Right. But uh, so I don't want to go lock myself in the bedroom either, away from my family, because my poor wife's studying for a test. Right. Her tests. So I haven't had a chance tonight. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this show. The kids are gonna go to bed at 8:30. I'll stay up late, no school. And I get a text from Chris. It's like, oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. So what he's saying is, ahead, you're the shirt. reason why he can't uh, it, uh, enjoy I, life. Yeah. I've, I'm holding you back. I've started other shows. The enjoyment and, of life has yeah. been taken away because of. Snarf talk. Yeah. No, I, I, and, and my wife knows I love doing coming, having you guys let, let me come on. She knows that when I say I'm going to go podcast, she goes, okay. It's just right. Yeah. That doesn't bat an eye. You know why? Because it's freaking awesome. Because yeah. it is awesome. And she knows there's no, and like, also, there's we no women here. Anybody yeah. on the show, yeah. basically, especially if you subscribe to Patreon. Yeah. I really want to get Ian on here to a certain point. He's, uh, he's, being bashful. A, yeah, we could get Ian on here. Hey, he that's what, loves. That's that's just what I talked about. It's a it's a huge jump to. Uh, Actually, he gave me a little bit of news the other day that so, I didn't know about. Um, so, he loves a. What's Sven Gulli? Sven Gulli. Uh, who with Sven doesn't Gulli. love Sven Gulli? But he's a true super fan. Like everybody S- likes Sven Gulli. He is a super Spenguli. He is. And Spenguli is coming to the DC universe what? in a comic book run. I think and he's been in some comics before. I'm well, sure that he has. Maybe, maybe he has, but like recently, okay. just coming up, there's a DC run with Spenguli in it. And. Berwin. Berwin. And I wasn't aware of it. And he went. He went somewhere and took a picture of... Yeah, he was at New York Comic Con, I think. Or one of the Comic Cons last weekend. Rich, he was in New York. Rich Coes. No, Sven Gulli. Oh. No, I was talking yeah, about okay. Ian. Yeah, okay. Ian took a picture or had a picture of Sven Gulli at a DC booth. 
and said, like, just make it, just seeing if you were aware of this. Yeah. He's actually was not. The guy we know is Svengulli. He's actually Rich Cause. He's the son of Svengulli. The original one is, I don't know if he retired or what, but dad, dad talks about Svengulli. He was on 32 or something. I think it was on Channel 9. Was it? Well, is it 9? Yeah, I think it was on WGN, maybe. No, I thought it was Channel 50, UPN. That's where it used to be, but the the, the guy who plays him was actually a weatherman from Fox 32. Oh, Rich Rich Coe. Remember the Coe Zone? It it was after school? No. No. Okay, I'm old. But um, No, I was never a 32 fan. Yeah. But so I'm looking here. Fox after school was like... um, Life with Louie and yep. Bobby's well, I, World. Bobby's Bob, World. Bobby's God, World, I did watch. <laughs> yeah, I watched a lot of Bobby's World. World. That was on I'm Fox. Saying Those are both Fox shows. Yeah. For so, news, I didn't watch 32. I'm looking here at the Patreon. So, a snarf, snurf? Sar- surf. 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 Yeah. So, oh, shit. And then you got the Vassal. Sorry. I, yeah, Vassal. Which is five. That's where you get the bonus podcast material. Okay. Yes. And then a knight. What do you get when you're a knight? You get all the above, plus you get uh, t-shirts. Ooh. Anytime we come up with a t-shirt, you just get one. Ooh. You, you get do. one off the bat, and then you get one every time we come up with a new one. the Duke or Duchess, which Erica, Erica is one. Yeah, that's the cool one. That's the monthly subscription box. So we send you a bundle of snarf. Mm-hmm. Um, but so a little snarf, man. You anything can't go that, wrong. Yeah, anything that we find interesting. It could be comics. It could be. It's probably going to be comics. Cool. We'll send you comics every yeah, month. Absolutely. So it's bi-monthly. So we send. It's every month, but we send it every other month just cool. to save on shipping. Cool. And then you got the Lord or Lady. Got any of them yet? Um. No. No. So then you got the King Queen, which is a hundred dollar month. But Lord and Lady is a premium upgraded bundle of snarf. Yeah. So that's like. I don't even know how to explain it right so now. So if like, I became a king or queen, and then you guys gave me shit, and then I quit, I could say I'm the only king or queen of Snarf. Yeah, you yeah, would. You I mean, absolutely you been, would. Yeah. I would not do but that. But once you quit, move, but... you give up your mantle. So. Oh, well, that's... You're not, well, like you that. would... You're not in perpetuity of the king. You could... I mean, you would forever be the king or queen, whatever you want to be called. <laughs> For the months that you for were, that month, uh, yeah. for the months that you were so, the king or queen, uh, but after that, like you wouldn't be called that anymore. It's just right. like, like I used to be, you know, the f- part of the first family of Verona, but my dad's not the mayor anymore. Right, you can't call me the prince of Verona. Right, uh, I thought you were gonna say the prowler because. You still no, we, oh no, no I'm still, still absolutely the prowler. Yeah. The prowler. Yeah. Hey, still prowl, Verona. But I'm not the prince anymore. Yeah. Because the old man ain't the king. You know, That's what, I'm right. you know what I'm saying? I don't. So, <laughs> he's not bringing the mayor. all back. He's not the mayor anymore. That's what I'm saying. Kevin Smith. That's what started all this. Yeah. That's why it's happening. Yep. And pretty it soon, is. me and Jerry are taking a um, road trip. Road trip to the Chicago premiere of Jay and Silent Bob reboot. We have an extra ticket if you're interested in going, dude. When are we going? Oh, we do. Yeah, I forgot when, about that. When are we going? Um, October it's, uh, 21st. It's on a Monday. Oh, let me check my calendar. Is it October 21st? And it, we get home super late, so it's on a Monday. might not work with your work schedule. Well, I can always take the day off. But uh, yeah, we're super excited about that, and that's why we decided to do this episode. And I think we're at the end of it. Oh. 
What we are. There's not much more to cover. So, no. uh, yeah. For Snarf Talk this week, I'm Jerry. And I'm Chris. And I'm Dude. See ya. See ya. <laughs>